May God speak to you through today's message from Senior Pastor Mike McGowan. Good morning. My name is Mike McGowan. I'm the pastor here at Parkway Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to the kickoff of our uh, brand new series called Legends. Um, I remember one time when I was a, uh, when I was a little boy, um, and I was eating watermelon one uh, hot summer uh, day, and uh, my dad told me that I needed to be careful. He was like, you need to be careful eating that watermelon because if you eat a seed, a watermelon's going to grow inside your stomach. And I was like, I totally believed him. And I totally believed it. Like, literally, for the next several years, anytime we'd eat watermelon, I mean, I'd have a knife. I mean, I was going at it like a surgeon, you know, making sure I got every single seed out of there. In fact, I remember one time, total truth. Not that my other stories are lies, but anyway, total truth, total truth. I went to my dad one day in near panic, and I was like, Dad, I accidentally ate one of the white ones because I didn't see it. I was like, do you think a watermelon's going to grow inside me? And he, my dad looks at me, he goes, it was a white one? I was like, uh-huh. He goes, I think you're going to be okay. <laughs> I was so relieved. <laughs> Why do parents tell their kids stuff like that? I mean, seriously, it stresses us out. Oh my goodness. Um, and, and honestly, in life, we accept things to be true, you know, just because someone we trust told us, you know, our dad told us that, or our mama told us that, or the preacher told us that. And we just accept it without doing our own due diligence to go and verify whether it's really true or not. And then you know what we do? We repeat it. I mean, we say it again to other people. And over time, <coughs> excuse me, over time, these things that we repeat, they become exaggerated and they grow and they turn into kind of a legend. Now, it's pretty harmless when we're talking about things like watermelons, right? But it's not so harmless when we're talking about other things. Like when we talk about you know, some of these other kinds of legends that we grow up hearing all our lives. Legends like, let your conscience be your guide. Or, God helps those who help themselves. Or, everything happens for a reason. Because then, when things don't work out like we thought they should, or like we thought God promised that they would, then for some people, that leads to bitter disappointment. And, but for other people, it leads them to be angry at God. And it hurts the relationship with God. So in this series, we're going to look at these types of legends. These sayings that have been passed down to us, you know, honestly, probably from our parents. And we've probably repeated them ourselves. And we're going to look at these legends, see what God really says about each one of them, which brings us to our legend for today, and that is that forgiving means forgetting. Now, I grew up hearing this all my life. In fact, my parents used to say it this way. They used to say, forgive and forget. You know, they used to say, forgive and forget. Well, honestly, that's just a lot easier said than done. I I mean, when someone does something or says something that wrongs us, it's a lot harder to just, you know, forget about it. 
But yet at the same time, I'm just supposed to pretend like nothing ever happened. In the meantime, while I'm I'm nursing my hurt feelings and I'm stewing over my anger about what's happened, then that old person's just, you know, skipping along through life, just pretending like everything's just fine, nothing ever went wrong. Well, you know, I mean, there's something about that that's just not right. Additionally, this whole idea of forgiving means forgetting, it hurts our relationship with God. You see, while it might seem saintly, you know, to forgive and forget, you know, the truth is, for many of us, it's just not that realistic. It's, it's really not. But we think that if we can forget, if we can't forget about what happened, then somehow we don't measure up to God's standard of forgiveness. And when we don't measure up to that standard, it creates distance between us and God. But the most insidious thing about this legend is that we end up thinking that if we can't forget, then we can't forgive. And I'm telling you, at that point, forgiveness becomes something that is attainable only by you know, the super spiritual. And it's just not something that we can live up to. And when we don't forgive, when we end up hanging on to that anger and that bitterness and that sense of resentment, you know what it does? It poisons our own life. And it poisons every relationship that's around us that's close to us. So what in the world are we supposed to do? What in the world are we supposed to do? Well, we need to do what you would do with any type of legend. And that is to discover the truth behind it. Because the, the deal is, every legend has some truth in it. I mean, that's why people believe it in the first place. But somehow over time, there's a part of it that has gotten, you know, exaggerated, blown out of proportion. And it's that part that has become legendary. And that's the part that we need to let go of. And so I want us to look what God says about this legend today. This legend of forgiving means forgetting. So go ahead and pull out your message notes if you haven't done so already. And let's start by asking this question. What does God do? What does God do when it comes to forgiving means forgetting? Well, here's your first fill-in. God doesn't forget. God doesn't forget my sin. He just doesn't hold it against me. God doesn't forget my sin. He just doesn't hold it against me. Look what Jeremiah 31, 34 says. For I, that's God speaking, for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Now, we tend to think that, you know, not remembering is the same as forgetting. But in the Bible, it's not. When the Bible talks about God, you know, remembering, it's not that, you know, God forgot something and, oh, now he remembers. I mean, that's not what it's saying at all. You know, when God basically says that he is remember, when he says that he will remember their sins no more, what it means, it's just another way of saying that God will not hold their sin against them. That's what it's saying. It does not mean that God forgets. I mean, think about it. If God actually forgot people's sin, and we can remember what someone else has done, 
then at that point, we know more than God. And we could go to God and say, hey, do you remember what so-and-so said to me last week? And God would go, I got to be honest with you, I don't. I've forgotten. And think about this. It also means that of all these stories in the Bible, the Bible has lots of stories about people that have sinned, people that have done things wrong. It would mean that God is just becomes totally unaware of some of these stories. I'd be like, Adam and Eve did what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I just, I guess I just forgot. Okay, I mean, really? I mean, that whole line of thinking is, it's totally absurd. So, it's not that God forgets. He doesn't. The Bible just simply says that he will remember your sin no more. Which means, simply, that he won't hold it against you. Okay? So instead of dealing with you out of his wrath, he deals with you and I out of his kindness if we are forgiven, if we've become Christ's followers. And so it's not that he doesn't remember, it's that he chooses not to remember, I mean it's not that he forgets, it's that he chooses not to remember those things when he's dealing with us. It's not that he just doesn't know. Does that make sense? Let me give you a good, biblically sound definition of forgiveness. Here it is. This is your next feeling. Forgiveness is laying down my right to ever bring up a wrong. It's laying down my right to ever bring up a wrong. See, God doesn't forget our sin. He chooses to lay down his right to keep bringing it up over and over again. He forgives it. And he wants us to follow his lead. So, what does this mean for me? What, is this, what does God want me to do when it comes to forgiving means forgetting? Well, here's the first thing he wants you to do. Forgive in an instant, but trust takes time. I need to forgive in an instant, but I also need to remember, trust takes time. You know what? There's not a single verse in the entire Bible that commands you or I to forget what, is, what has been done to us. There's not a single verse in the Bible that talks about that. But look what the Bible does say. Colossians chapter 3, verse 13, it says, bear with one another. Look, that means that we need to make allowances for the fact that none of us is perfect. It doesn't mean that you just, you know, got to bear with it. That's not what it's saying. Bear with one another and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Now, the way the word forgive is used in the Bible, it, it has a starting point, but no ending point. The way the word forgive is used in the Bible, it's always used that it has a starting point, but it has no ending point. It just, it continues to go. That, that forgiveness is granted immediately, right then and there, and that forgiveness remains in force and does not stop, Okay? And that's what we're to do, because isn't that what he has done for us? Absolutely. You see, if you're a Christ follower, it means that Jesus has forgiven you for your sins. I mean, and, and he has. And as soon as you asked him for forgiveness, he forgave you immediately. I mean, instantaneously. You didn't have to wait for it. You didn't have to do a certain amount of good deeds to earn it. 
You didn't have to negotiate for it. You didn't have to make a bunch of promises to let him know that you were serious about it. He could tell if you were serious about it in that moment. But the deal is, is that when you ask for forgiveness, it was granted instantaneously, and that forgiveness for you remains in force from that point forward. That's what it's saying. Let me just pause right here for just a second. If you're sitting in this room and you have never made the choice to become a Christ follower yourself, why not? Seriously, why not? Because here's the deal. All of us have sinned. All of us have done things wrong. And we have a sin account that must be settled up. And it's, look, it's not like your good deeds cancel out your bad deeds, okay? That is not true. No matter what you've heard, you cannot do enough good deeds to get to heaven because every bad deed must be accounted for. And when Jesus Christ died on a cross... He died so that his death could settle up your sin account. But you have to get that payment applied to your account. And you do that by asking Jesus to forgive you for everything you've done. And as an act of gratitude for all of that forgiveness granted, you pledge your life to follow him. You put him in charge of your life. That's what it means to be a Christ follower. So have you ever done that before? There's a sample prayer of how to do that. It's on the back of your message notes at the bottom. If you've never prayed a prayer like that before, or you know, not maybe those exact words, but if you've never prayed a prayer like that before, or maybe you're not sure if you've ever become a Christ follower, would you pray that prayer right now? Pray that prayer right now in this service. Don't let it go any farther without getting that settled up, okay? So look, bottom line, the Bible's saying, just as Christ forgives you, instantly you are to instantly forgive other people however get this however nowhere in the bible does it say you have to instantly trust that person again okay forgiveness means that the debt is considered paid they don't owe you anymore you've canceled their debt you've forgiven their debt They don't have to make up for what they've done. They're not obligated to be kind to you or to be nice to you or to be generous back to you. They don't owe you anymore. They are forgiven. But that's not a free pass to pretend like nothing ever happened. Rebuilding trust takes time. And while forgiveness puts aside all plans for bitterness and plans for revenge, it doesn't automatically make that person trustworthy because rebuilding trust takes time. We're just going to say it. Let's talk about in the case of adultery. In the case of adultery, you can forgive your spouse. And I'm not saying it's easy, but you can forgive your spouse. Okay? And you can even do it immediately. But that doesn't mean that everything automatically goes back to pretending like nothing ever happened. It doesn't mean that at all. Forgiveness can come in an instant. It is hard, okay? I'm not saying it's easy, and I don't want to pretend like it is. But it might take some time to rebuild that trust. But you need to try to get on the path to letting that trust rebuild. 
Let's talk about another case. Let's talk about in the case of abuse. In the case of abuse, in abusive situations, forgive. Yes, absolutely forgive. But that doesn't mean that you need to forget what happened and put yourself back in harm's way. It doesn't mean that at all. I mean, the expectation that you should totally forget about is totally unreasonable. Okay? In fact, it's emotionally unhealthy. People who can't remember their past or who bury their pain, that doesn't make them more spiritually mature. It makes them emotionally unhealthy. And in a case of abuse, that trust might not ever get rebuilt again. And that's okay. But in all situations, we ought to grant forgiveness, just like forgiveness was given to us by God through Christ. But it's okay if it takes time to rebuild trust. Make sense? Here's the second thing that God says that we are to do, and that is this. I need to let God take revenge. Let God take revenge. Did he just say revenge? Now we're getting somewhere. (laughs) That's right. See, most people don't even know that according to the Bible, this is even a viable option. But look what God says. In Romans Romans chapter 12, verse 19, it says, Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Look, you don't take revenge. That's God's job. You see, if you take revenge then you don't leave any room for God's wrath because you've filled that space with your own. So you need to give over to God your desire and your sense for justice. Look, and if he gives them what they deserve, then he does. And if he doesn't, then he doesn't. But that's God's decision. It's not yours. And it's not mine. And unfortunately, the kind of revenge like we impose on people does not look like a shootout at the OK Corral, okay? What we do is much more insidious and much more sinister. Every time you are publicly rude to someone who is wrong to you, or even privately rude to them, you're taking revenge. Every time you talk about someone behind their back, you're taking revenge. If you call them a derogatory name, or if you give them the cold shoulder, or if you decide that you're going to invoke the whole eye for an eye type of attitude and you're going to do unto them what they've done unto you, you're taking revenge. That's what it means. And God says to you, and he says to me, he's like, hey, hey, look, why don't you just let me handle that? You forgive, that's your job. I'll handle the revenge side of it. And have you figured this out? That when other people have wronged us, man, we want justice right then. But when we wrong other people, oh, we want forgiveness. I mean, we want a full pardon. I mean, we want justice for them, but we want forgiveness for us. We live a total, it's a total double standard. Have you realized that? So look, don't take matters in your own hands. Don't plot revenge or don't plan to do, take revenge for anything that happens at work um, or at home or at school. Let, let, let God take care of all that, okay? Now, 
God does say a third thing. Gives us a third instruction when it comes to this type of legend. It is this. I need to remember how much I've been forgiven. I need to remember how much I've been forgiven. Now, in case you're sitting there thinking, oh man, this is great because I don't have to forget anything that's ever happened to me. In fact, I can hold on to it for my whole life if I want to. And I can pray for God to take revenge. Man, that's awesome. So I'm going to start praying that for you. Get ready, sucker, because God's going to get you. (laughs) If that's your attitude, let me just go out on a limb and say you probably haven't forgiven yet, okay? (laughs) Because you haven't forgiven that debt because you still want them to pay up, right? And so... God gives us this instruction. Let me show you how you can find forgiveness when previously all you've been able to find is bitterness and anger. In Ephesians 4 through 2, the Bible says this is, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. Just as in Christ, God forgave you. See, you can forgive other people just like God forgave you. In fact, I'll say this. I don't think you can fully forgive someone until you fully understand how much you have been forgiven yourself. You know, there was a time when I found it extremely hard to forgive. Um, Amy was working for, my wife Amy was working for a a counseling firm here in the Houston area. And I'm going to make a long story short, but bottom line, the owner of the firm suddenly passed away. And his wife, took over the counseling firm. And so, you know, she began to take things over, all the billing and collecting checks from all the insurance companies. Well, one night, unbeknownst to any of the employees or any of the therapists, she closed the firm, locked the doors, and took all of the insurance checks due to the therapist for the past six months and skipped town. She stole, not just from us, but from uh, everybody in the firm, but she stole from Amy over $30,000 of insurance money due her as income. I'm not sure I can convey to you how upset we were and how mad I was, okay? I'll be honest with you, I, had, I started praying for some revenge, okay? I had a much easier time praying for a plague of like locusts and frogs than I did praying for forgiveness at that stage in the game. I'm just being honest here. I mean, it's, just, it's the deal. But the, the, the truth is, is that Amy and I realized at some point in time, we were never going to see this money because honestly, we couldn't even find this person. And we realized that for our sake, we had to find a way to forgive what had been done to us. You know how we did it? We took verses like this very seriously. And so what we did was we started to think about and recount all the things that God's forgiven us for. I mean, began to think specifically about all the things that we had done wrong that had broken God's heart. All the times that we were selfish when we had an opportunity to serve someone else. All the times that we had been deceptive or had lied or um, had 
you know, not done the right thing we had the opportunity, but instead, you know, just did something totally different. I mean, we, really for our whole life, we went through all the things that God has forgiven us for. And when we got to the end, you know what we realized? We realized, who are we? If God has forgiven us for all of this stuff, who are we to hold this one thing against this one other person no matter how big it seems in the moment. Who are we to do that? And we were able to find a way to forgive because we realized how much God has forgiven us. Have you ever tried that? When someone has done something wrong to you, have you ever tried going through, and I'm not talking about like generally thinking about things that you've done that are wrong. I'm talking about specifically thinking of every single sin that you have ever committed your whole life and specifically listing it. Have you ever done that? Because when you get to the end of that long list, you will realize how much God has forgiven you for. And bottom line, who are we to not forgive this one person of this one thing? No matter how big that one thing is in the moment, we'll realize God's forgiven us for a lifetime of this. And you'll find it much easier to forgive just as God has forgiven you. So, you know, when it comes to this legend, forgiving means forgetting. It's just not true. It's not true. Because the deal is, God doesn't forget He just chooses not to hold it against us any longer. And it's okay for us not to forget. But we can forgive, even though it might take time to rebuild trust. And we definitely ought not plot or plan revenge in any form, because we need to leave that up to God. And last, we need to find a way to forgive, even when it's hard Because God has forgiven us for so, so much. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to pull out your connection card. I want you to hold it right next to your message notes. And um, these next steps are on the back of the card. I want you to check check the next steps on the card and on the notes that you're planning to take today. So you're going to take the notes home so you remember what you've committed to. But you're going to turn the card in. We're going to pray for every single person by name that turns in a card. Here's the first next step. I will forgive immediately, but will let trust build back over time. Do you need to give yourself permission to allow that to happen? It's a good thing. But you know what? Work towards building trust. Work towards that, for sure. Make progress in that area. Next, I want to become a Christ follower for the first time in my life. If during this, if earlier in the message you prayed that prayer on the back of your message notes, that was at there at the bottom. If you prayed that earlier, then check this box and I want you to pick up a new believer packet on your way out today. They're in a little basket just before you walk outside to each of these doors. Just snag one on your way out. Or if you are going to pray that prayer like right now, then pray that prayer right now. Check the box and snag a packet on your way out. Next, I commit to not take revenge, but leave that up to God. Now, that can be tough if we're used to exacting our own pound of flesh out of other people, isn't it? But we need to leave room for God's wrath and not fill that space with our own. 
Next, I will take some time to think about all the things I've been forgiven for. Would you do that? If you've never done that, I'm telling you, it is a revealing exercise. Next, I will memorize Ephesians 4.32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Powerful verse. How about the last one? I will come back to hear the rest of the Legends series. Would you make a five-week commitment in your own personal spiritual life, your own personal development to come back and see what God says is the truth behind each of these legends? Just five weeks. That's it. Five weeks. Would you make a commitment to do that? Let me pray for you as Pat and the worship team come back up. Father, I thank you so much that um, even though you know everything that we've ever done, that you don't deal with us primarily out of what we've done, that you deal with us out of your love, out of your forgiveness. And so I thank you for that. Help us, God, even when we can't forget, that we can still find a way to forgive and not take revenge. And that you would help us to rebuild trust slowly over time, if that trust is indeed can be earned back. And, but I ask that you would help us to do it. But more than anything, God, I ask that you would help us to recall and remember how much you've forgiven us for. And who are we to not forgive other people? So I pray for those in this room that have been held hostage by unforgiveness for a long time, that today they would find freedom. And bring us all back safely next week to hear how you want to continue to talk about these legends and what the truth really is behind them all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com or facebook.com slash parkwayfellowship. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more. It is available both in the Apple App Store and Android's Google Play.